1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the tailgate for another week. I'm still shocked we haven't gotten canceled, although we didn't see anything that bad last week, so let's keep the streak going. Uh, We have some great talk today. Brian Kelly's not looking good. Neither was LSU. At times they did. Notre Dame, Ohio State, Clemson. We got some coaches who might be blackmailing their team or their school and a lot more, so stick with us. Check it out. So they wanted a stable presence, a guy without a lot of scandals. So they hired someone who killed Stu.
0: Yeah, the know. LSU way.
1: Just gonna put that out there, just so
0: uh, we don't get sued. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, well, thank you for that. I'm not sure whether I should be offended or taken as a compliment, but but you know. Anyway, go on. Put them both in a jousting tournament.
1: It, none of it matters. Texas a gonna go eight four this year, and half those kids are gonna transfer. Are you sure? All right, we're back. Kiernan, how the heck are you, bud?
0: I'm great. I'm so glad college football is, you know, thoroughly back. It's week one. It's not this .5 bullshit anymore. It's proper games, proper times. Let's get it done.
1: Exactly. And I'm sure some fans felt that way last week. Uh, er, LSU fans were not feeling that way Sunday night. For those who missed it, LSU went down the field while down seven. Scored what sh- would have been the game tying touchdown with the extra point, but it is blocked by the FSU defense. Kiernan, I know you have some thoughts on this. It
0: it is a bad look outright to lose to FSU like that. Having having, let me put it to you this way: you shouldn't be LSU should not be the type of team that should be just barely getting by in the fourth quarter they should have a commanding second quarter lead or third quarter lead and and shut them down in the fourth i think it's daft that they even i think it's it's a bad look on brian kelly if he's forced to get to the fourth quarter and lose but even come that close and lose if if this and and especially with um uh what's your man uh, daniels i think his last name is
2: uh, I think
0: Daniels on after uh, unfollowing LSU and taking down all of his stuff. That oh, no, that, is, was, oh, that was Boutte. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Yes, sorry. And a linebacker did that, too. Oh, did I didn't hear about that. I only heard about the Anyway, not important. The fact that, you know, all of this shit has happened is just LSU is like, looks like it's in chaos right now. And it's so funny to watch.
1: Yeah, it's. I do agree. If they had lost by like a score or two and didn't have the other issues, it would have looked better than having two fumbles on punt returns, uh, penalties, a defensive player trying to decapitate Jordan Travis. I think this this one point loss looks worse than if if L or FSU, FSU had won by two scores. Agreed. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. Yeah, and it I was actually ridiculous. I wrote about this right after the hiring. Is it the right move? And I talked about his record versus Alabama, Georgia and Florida State under Jimbo Fisher. But still, he now moves to 0-7 versus Alabama, Georgia, and now a heavily depleted Florida State team. Uh, going into halftime, he said, I don't think we can get much worse, but it's my first game, so I don't know. That's not what you want your fucking coach to say.
0: Seriously. Your coach should be inspiring you, not you know, trying to drag you through the
1: mud. Like, if, if he had just said, I don't think we can play much worse, we're going to come out in the second half better, that's still better than, I don't know, it's my first game.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it makes you seem like you haven't prepared or coached at all for this whole off season, and it just looks like you're totally unprepared for a major assignment. That's what it looks like. And then uh, a reporter came in late
1: to their press conference. And he said, oh, this person's late. Like, we'll let her ask the first question. She owes me $10. And she said, maybe if you win, I'll be on time.
0: Which is the most incredible thing I've ever heard. Love it. Absolutely love to see it. It's just like... I think I think the the expectation was higher for Brian Kelly coming. I mean, it it absolutely was higher uh, coming into this season and having having a reporter do that to you is just like, honestly, he handled that quite well because he said, oh, it's got nothing to do with winning. It's about being on time, I think is what he said, or might be paraphrasing a little bit there. But I'm like, fucking grade A burn. But honestly, solid recovery from Brian Kelly. I wish he could just do that in a game.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fair. Uh, the reporter did con- not try to walk it back. Not really. Like, I was running lakes of a doctor's appointment. I apologize. It wasn't my finest hour. He says I still owe him $10. And he was chill about it, though. Which... It, probably, like you said, best performance that Brian Kelly's had in his LSU tenure. But... De- the dead kid counter is still at 0 so far Im- improvement over Notre Dame also i just love that out of the power 5 schools the sec and the the sec was 14 and 0 13 and 0 going into that game Yeah. and then lsu lost yeah just chef's kiss perfection yeah. <laughs> I would have liked the SEC to go 15 and 0 just so I could be annoying about SEC dominance again. But,
0: but if, what would one, you put genuinely Kevin, what would you rather? Would you rather go 14 and or 15 and 0 knowing that LSU won or 14 and 1 knowing they lost?
1: 14 it's and 1 awesome. knowing they yes, it, it is. it's that's it is. like of all the SEC schools I would have wanted to see Auburn, Tennessee, LSU, A&M or Georgia lose. But I'm kind of happy that Georgia or that LSU and Brian Kelly lost. I think that's my number one spot just because of Brian Kelly.
0: It's a two for one.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I love a bargain. So nice little two for one deal. I get to watch that shit show. Oh, it's perfect. Uh, Speaking of struggling in week one, they did still win. What the hell
0: happened in Notre Dame versus
1: Ohio State?
0: I I was shocked. I so. I think I said this last week, and I think I, I agreed with you that I don't really want to watch this game. So I think I might have turned it on in the second quarter, or maybe third quarter, and I was like, "Hang on a minute, this this is actually a game. Like th- these two teams are in it, uh, are in it to win it, sort of thing." And I was genuinely shocked uh, because it was it was um, 10-7 and a half. and I was like, I was really thrown off, and then. Ohio State scored, and I thought, I mean, that's not an unwinnable match now. You know, it's it's totally doable and within a uh, reasonable football team's range. But I think it wasn't so much that the Notre Dame defense was particularly good. It was uh, missing Smith and Jigba because I don't think OSU could produce – any offense whatsoever without him there. Because he went down in, what, the second quarter? Uh, he second went quarter. down in,
1: like, their first drive. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. See, I don't yeah, know because I wasn't watching it. <laughs> he
0: had two catches in that game. Right. So, you know, terrible fantasy pickup maybe, but <laughs> not that there is fantasy in college. But well, there is, but it's a But you get my point, though. Yeah. <laughs> Week one, injury. Damn. Yeah, and <laughs> even – Uh,
1: like even Egbuka going off Marvin Harrison jr. Yeah. Like a quiet game, five catches, 56 yards, Travion Henderson, 15 carries, 91 yards, no touchdowns. Is this a concern for Ohio? And also I'm not saying Ohio state necessarily paid, played poorly. I think we all might've been a little wrong on Notre Dame. They might be not top, not number five, but a little bit better than people expected. But is how reliant Ohio State's offense seems to be on Jackson Smith and Jigba to get the ball moving, is that a concern for them going forward?
0: Absolutely, because if you can't, because, okay, granted, we did ridicule Notre Dame to the point where we might have been a little bit unfair, but at the same time, this kind of goes to show that that we both assumed, and I think a lot of people assumed, that OSU was just going to take this game you know, away. I I mean, uh OSU was seventeen and a half point favorites. That's nothing like what we saw. That was a eleven point uh deficit. And to be honest, the whole game it could have gone either way. Yeah, I mean I think we all
1: owe Notre Dame and Marcus Freeman a bit of an apology. Agreed. And I I'm sure Ohio State will bounce back from this. I'm sure preseason jitters or early season jitters, everyone was a little rusty this week. But yeah, I mean, it's just from your Heisman front-running quarterback, two hundred twenty-three yards, two touchdowns—not great. And if he had contributed on the ground a bit, maybe I think differently. But three carries for one yard, so yeah, not great. You need to see more out of CJ Stroud if he's going to keep this conversation going about him potentially being the number one overall pick over Bryce Young and Will Anderson.
0: Absolutely. And I think, I think we owe uh, Marcus Freeman a very specific apology because in that game, or before the game, he said, and we talked about it last week, that he was going to focus on the run or stop the run. Like, that was their main concern. And I guess that kind of paid off for him because the running game was adequate at best. You know, like, that's giving compliments to them. Now, granted... They did have to rely much more on the running game due to the fact that Njigba went down because they couldn't throw to him. But you know, I think I think Marcus Freeman, at least I owe you an apology for saying that that is a ridiculous take to stop the run. So, my apologies.
1: I I, I think this is the first time I've ever said this about someone not named Nick Saban. Maybe Marcus Freeman knows more about coaching college football than I do.
0: <laughs> Maybe. By the slimmest of margins.
1: Uh, speaking of coaches who might know more about coaching college football than I do, here's one who sure as shit doesn't. Jeff Collins, what dirt does this man have on the Georgia Tech administration? They looked good against Clemson for three and a half quarters. I chalk that more up to Clemson's struggles. But in... 2015 they had a 3 and 9 season. Then they went 9 and 4, 5 and 6, 7 and 6. Before 2015 to find their last three win season, you have to go back to 1994 when they went 1 in 10. Jeff Collins has three consecutive three win seasons. Why is that man still a coach?
0: I I genuinely have no idea.
1: Brian Harson goes 6 and 7. And the boosters are trying to get him out of there. Jeff Collins, three, three and nine, three and seven. Ah, it's fine. Don't worry about it, Jeffy Pooh.
0: <laughs> do you care to elaborate on the speculation that he has dirt on the AD, or do you just because wanna... he should have
1: been fired two years ago?
0: <laughs> but who else Paul can Georgia Tech get? Uh,
1: well, Paul Johnson did fine going. Having two 11-win seasons in his tenure, two nine-win seasons, an eight-win season, a couple seven-win seasons. Like Paul Johnson did fine at Georgia Tech. Not great, but seven and six to three and nine is a horrendous drop-off. They should have gotten Jeff Collins out a long time ago. And I'm usually on the coach's side of give him four years, let him get his guys in there, let him get his sis. No, you can't draw. That is not if you drop from. Seven and six to three and nine. Did Johnson retire or did they fire him? Because I'm about to get even more mad if they fired him. I'm looking. It says he's retired currently. Oh, Johnson retired. Okay. I'm not as mad at Georgia Tech now because their coach retired. But still. Georgia Tech can
0: probably get a coach better than Jeff Collins. The next question is who, Kevin? Me, Bitch. Of course. Of course it is. Because if he couldn't be Marcus Freeman it has to
1: be Kevin. I did not call for Marcus Freeman's job at any point. I called for Scott Frost's job.
0: <laughs> because because that would be far too advanced.
1: Oh, no, it would be too advanced. I just think George Tech has lower expectations still. If you can go 3 and 9 for 3 years and have nobody seemingly call for you to be fired yet.
0: Yeah, because all the all their fans are actually just Georgia fans, but they go to Georgia Tech.
1: There, no, like I said, no expectations. <laughs> he makes three million dollars a year. I would do that for way. I could win you four games for like a tenth of that. Is Isn't
0: okay? Then do it.
1: I I will. Georgia Tech. You need to call me right now. My D actually don't call me. My DMs are open at Belly Up Kev. I am in talks for the Nebraska job, but I will come to Georgia tech over Nebraska.
0: It's warmer weather. You're used to it.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's why
0: he's, he's, he has watched Alabama's play plays from the sidelines of the student section in Bryant Denny stadium. He knows what he's talking about.
1: Yeah. I mean, come on. I probably have, I have been closer to winning than Jeff Collins has ever (laughs) been in his life
0: More than once, actually. Do
2: I have to say?
0: Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest
2: place you've gotten lucky?
0: I never win and tell.
2: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No
1: purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app,
1: RingCentral makes communication easy. With
2: all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere, with anyone, at any time, and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Simpler communications.
1: Uh, Speaking of winning, Clemson did win that game. They did cover they struggled for three and a half quarters, though. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, it is Clemson. They won by thirty-one, but that was with two touchdowns with like eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. Is Clemson back, or was Monday night just Georgia Tech being terrible at football? Uh,
0: I think Georgia Tech just being terrible at football. Um, I think it. Also, a question of Clemson just shaking out those early season jitters—you know, just getting all the bugs out, getting, making sure that the right plays are being called. Um, you know, players in the right positions, running the right routes. I think, I think after this, we'll see a better, uh, a better Clemson team, a more cohesive team going forward. I, do I think that they'll stay at number four the whole year? Uh, that remains to be seen, but I think this is just early season jitters and nothing more. Well, they're already number five. So, well,
1: I I do at the get, time of like, at the look looking at this little
0: fucking thing up here. It's yeah. at number four. <laughs> so, yeah, but, they're
1: they're five now. We'll get into the eight. AP poll in a second. Yeah. I did the stat line is not great for DJ uh, nineteen for thirty two two hundred ten yards and a touchdown with. Uh, 13 carries for 19 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Cade Klubnick came in four for six, 49 yards and a touchdown.
0: QBR of
1: 94.6. Put him in. (laughs) I did. There was one play that I saw where I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe there's, it's, maybe this is why they've DJed. He was getting wrapped up, but he's so fucking big. And he just finds Will Shipley. As he was falling and just flips it to him, and Shipley picks up the first. So plays like that, okay, I can kind of see why DJ is still your starting quarterback. But I don't know if he still should have been in at that point. Because that was in the third quarter where they scored to get get it to, I want to say, 20-something. It was... Yeah, it got them like twenty four. That was the drive that got them the twenty four points. So yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I still don't trust Clemson. And Understandable. I, I don't see how their fans. Their fans are weirdly happy with this win.
0: I, th- I think it's because they're just happy to see kind of production from the offense. To be honest with you. Even if it was late in the game, I think it's just like, oh, thank God, we actually have some cohesion, you know, some sort of morale boost here at the beginning of the season.
1: That's fair. I, oh, But they were like, oh, of course we dropped to five and Michigan dropped us after beating Colorado State. Like, the, the AP poll hates us. Struggling against Georgia Tech for three and a half quarters I think's a little worse than dominating Colorado State the entire game.
0: Yeah, seriously.
1: If I had to guess. Like, if you're just... Look, if you're a Clemson fan and you only give a shit once the playoffs roll around or once the ACC championship rolls around and you don't fucking watch the games, that's fine. But don't try to complain about the AP poll then. Because if you watch that fucking game on Monday, you should have no issues with dropping to five because you should not be the number four team in the country if you can't run Georgia Tech off the goddamn field. And they try to go after Alabama fans' intelligence. Like so many of them like, oh, you can't read. You went to Alabama. Fuck off, dude. You clearly misread the initial tweet. What, what you're, you're just an idiot who doesn't know how college football works. Ugh! I fucking... I should not be getting this mad
0: this early in the season. Yeah. Kevin's going to be dead by week eight.
1: <laughs> and, and it's not even Alabama. They handle business fine. <laughs> it's fucking Dabo and Clemson <laughs> fans who, because they won... A couple natties this century. They're like, oh, we're one of the premier programs. No, you're fucking not. You're on a nice little run. That's Or you were on a nice little run. That's good for you. You're not a premier program in college football. In terms of history, not even fucking close. Calm the fuck down.
0: Okay. LSU and Clemson. I have a very interesting proposition for you. We know that Kevin hates LSU. But equally, he hates Dabo Sweeney. I propose a trade. Dabo Sweeney for Brian Kelly. Put Dabo Sweeney on LSU and watch Kevin's head simply implode <laughs> with that. He's just shaking his head at me. There's no words for it.
1: It's great. It's ridiculous. <laughs> start this uh, podcast and get attacked like this <laughs> all right all right we'll, we'll, well let's go into the ap poll
0: okay let's calm your nerves
1: yeah i, I i'm not gonna get mad at the ap poll because alabama's still number one hey where's penn state oh others receiving votes great uh others receiving votes Oregon i don't know what 100. you're i don't know what you're slagging me off for i know that they're not that good <laughs> you barely
0: beat purdue
1: fair Uh, Oregon at 131, Penn State with 122, Texas with 118, Cincy with 63, Florida State with 42, Fresno State with 22, Minnesota with 22, UCF with 22, K-State 18, Auburn fifth. why the fuck is Auburn up here? Auburn with 15, Mississippi State with 10, Air Force with 8, Oregon State at 5, North Carolina at 3, South Carolina at 2, UCLA at 1, Arizona and Purdue also at 1. Karen, do you have any thoughts on any of that?
0: Nope. That's pretty accurate
1: fair <clears throat> i think army not getting a singular vote is ridiculous i don't know if they won or lost this weekend but uh won. okay cool yeah so they should get a vote no they did not they lost i'm
0: seeing one and oh. why am i seeing one
1: and oh? uh i don't know because they they're oh and one they lost to coastal carolina no uh so oh, yeah
0: sorry the, the the numbers have a uh Semicolon at the end, so that, uh, I read
1: it wrong. My bad. Uh okay. Uh so yeah. Um, army should get a vote, and no one voting for them means that the A people hates troops. All right. Twenty-five, the Houston Cougars, at twenty-four, Tennessee, at twenty-three, Wake Forest, twenty-two, Ole Miss, and twenty-one, BYU.
0: I I don't really have an issue here so far. No, nope, all good. Seems a very Perfectly reasonable uh, 25 to 21.
1: Yeah, I I feel like the last couple of years, like, or like the AP poll is getting the bottom 20s pretty well.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, no real issue. Uh,
1: 20, Kentucky, 19, Wisconsin, 18, NC State, 17, Pittsburgh, and 16, Arkansas. North Carolina State is not the 18th best team in this country. I'm sorry you needed a kicker. Who lost his girl in the parking lot during the game? Oh yeah, Jesus! Who sh- miss a field goal and an extra point to actually beat Eastern Carolina, North Carolina State? They dropped five spots after that. No, they should have dropped at least ten. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: other than that, for now, for
0: Kevin, Kevin, please for the people that don't know, please explain to them that story. So.
1: Uh, for those who don't know, I forget his name. Owen something. Uh, I'm, I'm looking for it because I tweeted about it and I forget the account that tweeted it out. Why can't I find it? I tweet... Oh, they deleted the tweet. God damn it. So basically, a dude was posting pictures on Instagram saying, Owen Doubt, I think his name is, like, yeah, you bitch, you missed these kicks and I stole your girl. And like, Posted a picture of making out with the girl. Some are saying it was fake. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, but, yeah, I'm suddenly okay with being single.
0: Doesn't seem so bad now, does it, Kevin?
1: No, it doesn't. Especially because I don't have someone hammering in the background when I'm trying to record a podcast. Moving on. Wait, do you have any thoughts on 20 to 16?
0: <laughs> not really. No.
1: Okay. Moving on. Miami at 15, Miami, Florida, not of Ohio, uh, Michigan state at 14, Utah at 13, Florida at 12 and Oklahoma state at 11.
0: I have a question. Did you really yes. need to differentiate between Miami, Florida and Miami, Ohio, the basketball school versus the, the, uh, ACC school that is actually prominent at football sometimes? Did you really uh, have to make that distinction or I did did were you just thinking that everybody listening to us is stupid? I did not think they were stupid,
1: but we are we forgetting the powerhouse that Miami of Ohio was way back in the year of nineteen ninety eight when they went ten and one. Or 2003 when they went 13-1 and on the back of Big Ben? Have they really never had an undefeated season? Oh, no, 11-0, 1973, Tangerine Bowl champions.
0: Yes, Kevin, that's why we don't know about it. Because A, the people who listen to this podcast are all within plus or five years of us. So 1993 would be the earliest that anybody even gives a shit and before that anybody who was alive to watch that game in 73 that you just stated has no idea what a podcast is so why are you trying to make it make the certification possible all right
1: fine they finished number 10 in the country in 2003 there you go the fine. powerhouse fine. that is the miami of ohio Redhawks.
0: From now on, we're referring to Miami, Florida as Miami, Ohio purely to piss off Jared.
1: Yes, 100%. Or I might just call it Miami, not of Ohio.
0: Oh, yeah, that's better. Yeah, that's better. That's better.
1: Yep. That
0: might be a shirt.
1: That is a uh, good shirt. So, uh, any thoughts though? I'll reread that because we went on a bad tangent. Uh, Miami at 15, Miami, not of Ohio at 15. Michigan State at fourteen, Utah thirteen, Florida at twelve, and Oklahoma State at eleven.
0: Uh, I have no real issues. I just love seeing the um, little change. You know, uh, green for up, red for down, and Florida has it next to next to theirs, and it's just plus twenty five.
1: <laughs> what I'm looking at actually just has a dash for Florida. I was like, they weren't raked last week. They yeah. They, they didn't <laughs> Yeah, I, I think Utah maybe should have dropped more, but yeah, that's probably. more an issue with how preseason polls are fucking stupid. Uh, yeah, agreed. Uh, also, I have a, I have a way to fix college football. We'll get to it in a second. Uh, number ten, USC, not South Carolina. Number nine, Baylor. Number eight, Notre Dame. Number seven, Oklahoma. Number six, Texas A and M. Uh, honestly, I want to be madder about Notre Dame only falling to eight, but considering how closely they played, what everyone thought would who everyone thought would be in the national
0: championship at the end of the year,
1: I don't hate it actually.
0: Yeah, I I would agree with you. I think I think they were ranked too highly to begin with, but a three place drop after a loss like that is seems acceptable.
1: Yeah, I'm okay with it. Uh, I do have issues with the fact that Oklahoma moved up two spots after beating UTEP. Yeah. That, um... And I understand a lot of it is like who wins, who loses, where were you ranked before? And that is why preseason polls are fucking stupid. Uh, moving on. Anyway, any other thoughts, Kiernan? Sorry. None. All right. Number five, Clemson. Number four, Michigan. Number three, Ohio State. Number two, Georgia. And number one, the University of Alabama uh yeah I I actually I don't really have an issue with Clemson dropping a spot Michigan Michigan moving up four is kind of
0: surprising yeah seems a bit much after beating up on Colorado State yeah it's not really deserving to be honest with you I I understand with that being said though i understand ohio state moving down a spot i i wouldn't even i wouldn't be surprised actually if if it had been the case where they moved down two spots um even though they won against notre dame because it's one of those things it's like guys if you're gonna if you're gonna try for the championship this year you need to be way way better than that i think a shock you know, down to four or five would have been, I think, a better representation of how badly or, or how they should have won, rather. It's how I should say that.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I <clears throat> I agree. I also saw Georgia fans were pissed that Alabama still ranked number one. I understand, I understand where Georgia fans are coming from, honestly, a little bit. You did just beat the number 11 team in the country, by 46 points. However, Alabama, unranked or not, Alabama beat up on Utah State, who, let's not forget, is the reigning Mountain West champion. Not as good as the 11th team in the country by any means, but they won convincingly, so it's hard to drop them after that. Now, my idea on how to fix college football, Kiernan. People complain all the time about cupcake schedules. Like, it, every year. Every year. It's Alabama plays nobody. Oh, I'm trying to remember what school I said to you. Yeah, Alabama's starting the year off with East Central Directional Dakota School of the Mines. Like, of course, they won. So, if you lose...
0: Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22.
1: The team that beat you gets your ranking and you get their ranking.
2: Oh,
1: I like that. And people go, oh, well, Kevin, like, how is that going to stop cupcakes? Conference games. If you lose, if Alabama lost to... Uh, Texas a and last year, they go unranked. And then the only way they can make up ground is by winning. And now this doesn't impact conference champions. So if you want to roll the dice on making it to the conference champion and beating a top four team, by all means, go for that. But wouldn't That's it be kind of idea. nice for everyone else to see Alabama unranked all year? Now, it would suck for y'all to suddenly see them then win the SEC championship and just become the number one team in the country. Right. But I still think that would fix the cupcake issue.
0: Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I, I, I I'm hesitant to put my full support behind it, just because I I think that there's a couple things that could possibly go wrong. But honestly, as a as an initial thought, it's 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 not bad. It's not bad at all. And this would only
1: be for CFP rankings, by the way, because I don't I don't like preseason rankings. I don't like early season rankings. Those come out later. So they have an initial ranking based on how you did. And then after that, it's the, yeah. the absolute shit show that would come from you get the ranking of the team you beat. Yes. If they're that would be higher hard. than you. Oh, that'd be awesome. I might do that. Once uh, the first Call of playoff rankings come out. We'll do the tailgate rankings, which is just that system.
0: Yo, that would actually be pretty funny. That'd, That'd be awesome. I'll, I'm, I'm going to do that.
1: So, yeah, there's my idea on how to k- fix college football. I think it's a pretty good one, but also I'm a fucking idiot. So, speaking of being a fucking idiot, Kieran, do you know what time it is? Who's the idiot? N- well, actually, no, but we can do that no. if you want. I was going <laughs> to...
0: We can do that. That's fine. No, no, no. It's it go go in the order you had.
1: It's comeback season, baby.
0: We're going over week one.
1: That was a terrible transition. Cairn's was better. I should have listened to him. <laughs> so last week we picked the West the Backyard Brawl, Cincy at Arkansas, Oregon at Georgia, Notre Dame at Ohio State, and BYU at USF. For those who missed our week zero episode, we're doing it a little differently this year. We're picking a winner of each game, tally it up end of the season. There there might be a prize. Haven't decided yet. We'll figure it out. But anyway, West Virginia at Pitt, Kieran predicted 36-14 Pitt, I predicted 30 to 24 Pitt. It was 38-31 Pitt. So the over hit Pitt did not cover but Pitt won, so I won that game. Uh, Cincinnati at Arkansas Kiernan said 32-21 Cincy. I said 35-27 Arkansas. It was 31-24 Arkansas. Arkansas still did cover the under hit, but because Kiernan picked Cincy, none of this matters. I get the win there as well. Uh, Oregon at... Yes. Oregon at Georgia. Kiernan had Georgia 38-18. I had Georgia 40-28. Final score was 49-3 Georgia. Under did hit. And Kiernan said Kiernan and I both had the over hitting. We both had Georgia covering, but Kiernan was closest to the actual score, so he gets the win there. Uh Notre Dame at Ohio State. Uh Kiernan had Ohio State 40 to 14. I had Ohio State 45 to 14. Uh, it was 21 to 10 Ohio State. We I had a push for the over under. Kiernan had the under we were both so far off on this game. We're both taking an L here.
0: It's it was so, either going to be
1: we both take it out or we both get a win. We're both just going to take an L. Yeah, it's, it's better that way. And then BYU at US, USF. Uh, Kiernan had 32-24 BYU. I had 45-10 to BYU. It was 50-21 to BYU. So BYU covered. Uh, the over hit... Yes, we both had the under, but I win that one because I was closest and we weren't super far off.
0: I so, grossly underestimated BYU.
1: Oh, yes, you did. They got that dog in them. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Kiernan's still up. It's 5-3 to three now, Kiernan. So, it, it's comeback season, though. I told him I needed a good week to get back on the board. I'm back. 5-3. That is much easier to come back from than 8 nothing. Or actually, it would have been 9 nothing because we picked five games last week. Now, we're moving on to week two. Uh, first off, we're doing Alabama at Texas. Kickoff is at noon at Daryl K. Royal Stadium in Austin. Bama is a minus 20 in this game, with an over-under of
0: 64.5. Kiernan, who do you have?
2: Uh,
0: definitely Alabama. There's no point in picking otherwise. Whether the – I definitely think they're going to cover, and I definitely think it's going to be more than uh, 64.5 points. So I'm going to go with Alabama uh, 48, and if I do my math correctly, Texas 17. Is that correct? I don't even know. Okay, yeah, that just seventeen.
1: That is 65.
0: Yeah, so yeah. There you go. Perfect. I did right, do my go. math right.
1: Alabama 68, Texas 21. Old prediction, but I forgot to put the team we have winning, but I
0: don't think – I think I could have figured out
1: who we're thinking for Alabama. Yeah, it's
0: really not a tough, tough guess.
1: Uh, next up, number 20, Kentucky at number 12, Florida. Kickoff is at seven in the Swamp in Gainesville. Florida's a minus five with a 52.5 point over under. Kiernan, who you rock – or actually, yeah, Kiernan, who you rocking with? Uh.
0: I want Kentucky to do well, but I don't think they're going to beat Florida. So give me Florida 32, uh, Florida 32, Kentucky 24. Okay. Kentucky
1: hasn't beaten Florida in the swamp in a while. It's been a very, very long time. I don't know if I trust Mark Stoops. He has had a bad last couple weeks in terms of just things he said. True. But this is the year. This is the year they'll do it. <laughs> Give me Kentucky 24, Florida 21.
0: Oh, that's a good scoreline. Oh, I'm you got going me, you, you me second-guessing guess my pick now, Kevin. Oh, uh, shit. Bring, bring Florida score down to 28, 28, 24. It's, it's going to be a, I have to. There I like go. how that, I took you
1: to the under with my score.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I,
1: oh, that's going to be close. This one is really just going to come down to who wins Florida or Kentucky. Cause whatever it is, unless like one team blows out the other, well, even then it's if Florida or Kentucky wins, that's who wins this week's pick. Uh, yeah. Next up, number nine, Baylor at number 21, BYU. Kickoff is at 10-15 because fuck the Mountain West. It's at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo, Utah. BYU a minus three and a half with an over under of 53 and a half. I'm going to go 35-28 Baylor. I
0: oh, it's three and a half. I'm gonna go byu 32 Baylor 21.
1: Yeah, okay. I also changed mine, I'm going 35 31 Baylor. Um, just for posterity's sake. Uh, next up UAB at Liberty kickoff is at six. It is at Williams Stadium in Lynchburg, Virginia. UAB is a minus six and a half with an over-under of 50. I'm going to go 21-19 UAB. Actually, no. Fuck that. We're going to go 20-28-19. F- Why not?
0: Uh, I'm going to get UAB- uh... UAB 30, Liberty 21. I'm just kind of prices writing you there. I'm sorry. Yeah, you
1: really are. You're just... <laughs> but no, I agree with you. Actually, no. Thing. You're not prices writing me there. You're going with the over. I'm going with the under. No, I know. But
0: but that's my point is that I'm getting it just so it's the over. I, I just Fair. wanted the the one. That's all I wanted next year. I was going to go... I was going to just... Uh, go right at 50 and i was like ah no that's no fun give me the over
1: if it go if it went right to 50 though that would be incredible it would be all right so there you have it there are week two picks as a reminder this is not a gambling podcast do not listen to us when it comes we to have your money
0: no idea what we're talking about it's purely what we're gut feeling in the moment
1: yep and honestly i think that's I think that's the best way to gamble. Just whatever you're feeling in your gut, and that's what you go with. I'm going to lose so much money when Massachusetts (laughs) legalizes gambling. Oh, yeah, that's right.
2: So much money.
1: Uh, Like October, they're thinking maybe. Oh, nice. Uh, Speaking of people who do not know what the fuck they're talking about, this week's edition of Who's the Idiot features Joel Clyde. But first... Who's the Idiot is brought to you by Yeats. Head over to yeatsofficial.com, promo code TAILGATE for 10% off your order. They are incredible sunglasses. I wore them my entire vacation, both in Ireland and on Martha's Vineyard. So go check them out. They're always dropping new styles, and they are incredible. So Joel Klatt is someone I hate the most when it comes to college football media. Uh, he has some thoughts on the college football playoff or the 12 team format for the cultural playoff he's in favor of it he said
2: that's a huge deal i don't care if they lose in the first round folks you have to understand that the only way to define yourself as successful in the modern college football is to make the college football playoff and only 10 percent of the teams in the last eight years have been able to say that that's a problem
1: Cannon, what are your thoughts? Like, is he an idiot, in everyone else defending this twelve-team
0: format, or are they the right ones in this instance? Uh, he's an idiot, and I'll I'll tell you why. So, let me first start off by saying I understand why they're moving to the twelve-team playoff. I get it. It means there's more TV deals. There is more chance for you know uh, recognition of the you know the programs. Uh, five through 12. There's, uh, like I said, the the TV TV deals for conferences, the teams, there's more money moving around. There's more football for all of us football junkies that just want to watch football because we feel like it's so short as it is. And it's great. More football, always fun. The problem with it is, is that it's, it's Alabama then there's 50 feet of shit. And then there's literally everyone else. And there's no point because I, I had to look this up because I, I wasn't, um, I wasn't sure. Oh, fuck. Now I've lost it. I've lost the, uh, thing I was looking at now. We're gonna have to clip this Ah, here. I found it. So the college football play started in 2014, as we all know, and it was, Ohio State versus uh, – oh, did I get this wrong? No,
1: 2014 it was Ohio State versus yeah. – I want to say Oregon. Yeah, it was Oregon. I'm looking at it here. Yeah, sorry. So Ohio State versus
0: Oregon. And Ohio State won. Now, the, the championship has been going on since 2014. And out of the – what I think we're running on uh, – what's that? Eight years now. So this is coming up to our ninth year. Alabama has won three of them been runner up in an additional three of them lost in the CFP once and didn't make it in 2019. The other team, the only other team that has more than one win is Clemson who won it in 16, won it in 18, and they were playing Alabama both times. Uh, The other time that Alabama uh, lost or runner up, was against Georgia last year, as we know. What this 12-team playoff means is that Alabama now has to put their deep, their second and third string guys out there to save the their main guys for the actual competition that they have to face. The other teams at you know 11 and 12, and if they get a freak win against five and six, are gonna have to go up and play Alabama even though they might never even see the light of day uh, normally against Alabama, they have to go now play them and just get horribly uh, messed up by them or, you know, one of the big four teams or whatever. So it's, you know, it's Ohio state, it's Clemson. Uh, it's Oklahoma. You could technically consider them or Georgia, but like the, these teams that are playing it at, at 12, 11 and 12 if they get a freak win against five and six they're suddenly in you know the championship and it's pointless you're just going to get run over by a far superior team specifically alabama and i don't care if it's got to do with more inclusion you know of other teams and to get their names out there it's pointless they're just going to get destroyed anyway do i really want uh you know say um There. a, a, a pack 12 team going up against alabama no i don't care about that i want to see georgia versus alabama kick the shit out of each other again like it was fun that's that's the entertaining football not 12 teams where you know it's pointless there's no there's no point to the 12 teams until you can you know handicap alabama and let's say clemson until you can handicap those SEC teams and the, you know, the, the Ohio State and the Clemson of the world, you can't, there's no point in playing them. It, it's, a, it's a worthless game that, that Alabama now has to prepare for when they are already going to the national championship. So uh, maybe expand it to six, maybe, and give, Al- you know, one and two the week off. But not twelve. There's no point in that. There's just it's just gonna be a shit show for everybody involved.
1: yeah, i I agree with everything you just said. I also think we're overlooking two big factors. this would add ten games to the season before you reach kind of the uh you're it's actually adding. Eight. So you're adding about two months to the season. I don't think they're going to do that. They're not going to push the season into March. They're not going to compete with March Madness for their national championship. And so that means they're going to cut games back in the regular season. So it's like, oh, it's more football. It's more. No, it's not. It's not more football for all of you. It's a little bit more football for the teams who actually make the playoffs. But it's not more football for... 13 down you're not getting more games that way
0: and then that's a great point i didn't even bring up yeah
1: yeah and then it's gonna be this happens every time they try to tweak the playoff system and i'm not saying the bcs was perfect i'm not saying it was good but it before it was you just have people vote on who the best team in the country is they're the national champion well that's not good enough that's not fair we need a game all right we'll have a computer decide the top two teams that people will complain yet less, blah, blah blah. Oh no! Now like three and four, like they're just missing it. They need to play. Okay, so we're gonna have a committee now that's gonna decide the top four teams, and then we'll have like clear cut national champions. Nobody will complain. And then you're gonna go to twelve teams, and the committee's still gonna decide. Maybe a computer will get involved. And then you're gonna go well thirteen through twenty five. Like why are we even ranking them if they're not gonna play? So. Now we're gonna have a 25 team playoff. Oh, well, the 29th ranked team, like we have to expand the rankings now because we're all the games matter. So we're gonna have them now play because we're gonna rank to 35. Oh, we have too many kids getting hurt. We're just we're gonna cut it back two teams. So we're just gonna have a computer to decide two teams, and then we're gonna do that. And it's it's ridiculous. It's people are gonna keep complaining until we reach a point where people go, This is fucking stupid. These are kids. Let's rain it all the way back to two. Look, eight, fine. If you want to do an eighteen playoff, I can live with it. I still think it's dumb, but I don't think it raises as many of the issues, specifically the extension of the season. But it, no one is ever going to be fucking happy with the college football playoff format. It, it's just inevitable. Someone is going to complain. So what you do is you sit them down in a room and you tell them to shut the fuck up. We're doing it this way. We've listened to you for too long. We're just going to do this. And yeah, I I fucking hate this. It's so stupid. It, like
0: like you was, like you were saying, like it's just going to be one full loop back to the BCS, where a computer decides the top two teams. And arguably, I even if you know Alabama and uh, you know Ohio State or Clemson don't make it in every year, well, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like I would love to see, you know, just from the past college football playoffs i would love to see say oregon take on uh florida state in the oh wait they did in 2013 the last bcs bowl yeah that was so fun. that's a, right that was fun that was just fun football right and i i think deciding the best two teams via a computer where it can't you know it has no human impulses and can't make you know uh, or has no biases It just says okay here's all the data who's the best who can score the most points and who does this and then it's just boom there's your two teams have them played for a national championship boom you're done it while it had its flaws about you know not picking the best you know the quote-unquote best team blah, blah 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 it has none of the human bullcrap that we have to deal with so it's arguably the best system and It's going to, and like you said, it's going to get to the point where we're just going to come back to it. So why not scrap the whole thing right now and just go go there to make it to make it simple?
1: I think college football is a big problem right now. That every decision they make is to take down Nick Saban and make things
0: fair. And right, (laughs) you need to handicap Nick Saban. Nick Saban
1: and Alabama aren't going to be around forever. As much as I want them to be, they're not. Nick Saban's eventually probably not going to retire, but he's eventually not going to be coaching anymore. Alabama is eventually not going to be dom. This is now two different college football playoff formatting that Alabama has killed by winning three and four years. People wanted more teams. Now that Alabama is, hey, guess what? Is still fucking winning. Well, now we need to open the transfer portal. Okay. Hey, disgruntled five-star from Louisville. You want to come play for Nick Saban? Yeah, sure. That's tampering. You can't do that. We're going to add a window now for trancers. Oh, we're going to let teams play players, pay players, so we can kind of get away from all the good players who in Alabama. Okay. Hey, you want to come play for Alabama for money? Yeah, sure. Why not? Like, it's not going to work. It does not work out in your favor. It's fucking stupid just... Keep shit the way it is. It was working fine before. Great. I fucking hate this
0: bullshit. So it's week one, and we've pissed Kevin off more times than all of last year. And and we're only approaching week two. This is going to get real bad towards about week nine or ten. Jesus Christ. I'm going
1: to give my medical bills to you, Kiernan. You're going to pay for this no, shit. No, not dealing with
0: your problems. This is
1: damaging my heart. <laughs> uh, Some quick hitters. Now, I mean, it's – Texas is fucking soft. They're, they put opposing bands in the upper bowl and only give them 500 seats. And that is – and that includes the band. It's all fans and the band. It's ridiculous. I cannot wait for them to join the SEC because in the SEC, they said you can't fucking do that. So, yeah, Texas is scared of the million dollar band, which is just pathetic.
0: Uh, Karen, any thoughts on Texas being soft? Uh, <laughs> come on, Texas. Really? Like, you give out 500 tickets for everyone, everyone that's coming down there? Uh, like, how scared do you have to be of other teams to not want their fans there, that you get to ridicule at the end of the game, po- saying pointing and saying, ha you suck. That just accept the fact that there is going to be, a, a, you know, opposing fans in your, in your stadium and actually have a good football team and win the game and then taunt them afterwards. Just stop being cowards. Yeah, no exactly. mountain cheering is going to help your shitty-ass football team anyway.
1: Fair. Uh, Ed Orgeron is a hero. He was told he was being bought out for $17.1 million. Asked him when they wanted his locker clean or his office at, cleaned out by and which door he should leave out of. American hero. Legend. He, he was not going to fumble that bag. He nope. knew that that was yeah. a gift horse, and he was not ready to look it in the mouth. Yeah. Uh, Sam Hartman is back. Uh, Apparently, the medical issue was blood clots. Uh, He had to have surgery to have one removed. Uh, It's all clear to go for this week's game: Wake Forest versus Vandy. Uh, The dreams back on. Wake Forest is winning the ACC with the cutest quarterback in D1 football. And Pat McAfee announced, or it was not say, Pat McAfee will be joining College Game Day full time. Uh, Incredible move, man's electric. But is is this kind of the end for of Lee Corso? Is is this kind of they're gonna start slowly phasing him out? Have Pat McAfee do more? Eventually taking over the uh, mascot head?
0: Absolutely. I, I mean, Lee Corso is getting old. I don't even know. He's he must be in his late eighties at this point, or at least that's what it feels like. But anyway, I think Pat McAfee and Lee Corso have the same sort of mentality that you know they're both. Electric, you know, fun, quick hitting sort of uh, analysts. And I think Pat McAfee will bring a ton to the game day squad to replace the uh, aging Corso.
1: Yeah. And I mean, even when it comes to analysts, like nobody, and this isn't knocking Lee Corso. I think he's great. He's been doing this for 25 years now. Uh, No, 35. Yeah, Either 30, way, it's a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's thirty-five years because it happened started before I was born, and I'm born, and I'm twenty-five. Uh, but they're not really like analysts; they know the game, they know what they're talking about. But they're the fun guy on screen, right? It's it's perfect. Uh, it's gonna be sad to see Lee Corso go, and I feel bad saying this. He probably should have retired. T- I don't want to say ten, like five years ago. Five years ago, yeah, yeah,
0: definitely.
1: I'd say five. And it, it's sad, it sucks, but I think it's even sadder seeing them wheel him out there every single game day. And he still has moments where he does fine, but it's it's just it's getting a bit. Yeah, it, it is getting to the point. And
0: I mean, you know, people get old, people get you know a little bit confused and things like that. And he does seem to have. He's not. He's. It's very evident that he's not all there. It's not like they can kind of cover it up with the guys around him. So, uh, you know, it, it is time to move on. Um, but again, Lee Corso has been brilliant. I've always, I always loved watching him every Saturday morning. I loved when he came to Penn or the whole K- college game day, Kent Penn state a few times. Um, it was great fun seeing them, but I think Pat McAfee will be a great addition or rather replacement, uh, for Corso.
1: Yeah. And, it- I just want to be clear. None of this is disparaging Lee Corso in any way. Oh, absolutely not. Legend of the game. You cannot tell the story of college football without talking about college game day, which Lee Corso made. He made it. So it was can't miss TV every Saturday morning. So I hope that he finds happiness in reti- in a soon impending retirement. But they're starting to phase him out already at times. Like they just have him on for the picks and then he's they take him off. So... It'll be sad to see, but it, it's time. Um that's a depressing
0: fucking way to end on. the show. Canda, hey, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Uh no, not that I can think of. Jeez, Unless, I'm not uh, ending I'm not ending the show on that. I'm looking
1: something up really quick to talk about. You Indeed. fucking better, dude. That
0: was a depressing way to end that. Yeah, it's
1: that. Oh, the call bottom ten. Okay. Uh, by ESPN. Let's talk about this real quick. Let's shit on some bad teams. Uh, the bottom 10, U Mess is one. Shocking. At 0 and 1. Th- the names are hilarious, by the way. Uh, Hawaii Ya is number two at 0 and 2. Wu Mexico State, 0, and th- or 0 and 2 at number 3. Temple of Doom at 4. Oregon Duck at 5 uh, I don't know how I feel about that one like they didn't play well but uh Acronomius at 6 you can't at the UConn and Acronom- Acronomius was si- Akron. uh you can't at 1 and 1 FI not a U at 1 and 0 oh. that's uh Charlotte Owen Tours at 0 oh and 2 in Muddled Tennessee at 0 oh and 1 uh yeah I'm I, I don't like Oregon's inclusion honestly
0: yeah, that that seems a bit harsh. I mean, I get like, that they lost pretty big, but I mean they're still a good team and they're gonna probably win their uh, conference. So let's let's not be too hasty.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's more a reaction to where they were ranked and Oh, that's fair how badly
0: yeah. they lost. Yeah, that's um, that's fair, but otherwise that's
1: Yeah. Alright, so that's a little bit happier thing to end it on. Uh, so this was fucking terrible. I screamed way too much. But we'll still be back here next week. Uh, unless I die on my birthday. That's always a possibility. I drink a lot. Um, but if you haven't yet, follow us on Twitter at QuadTailgate and Instagram also at QuadTailgate. I should probably start fucking using our TikTok more. Uh, follow me at, Belly at Kev. Follow Kiernan at Kiernan underscore O on Twitter. And everyone have a good, safe, responsible weekend. And that does not mean don't drink. That just means do it safe. So they wanted a stable presence, a guy without a lot of scandals, so they hired someone who killed Steve.
0: Yeah, LSU way.
1: Just going to put that out there just so we don't get sued.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, well, thank you for that. I'm not sure whether I should be offended or taken as a compliment. But, you know, go on. Put them both in a jousting tournament.
1: It, none of it matters. Texas a and going to go 8-4 this year, and half those kids are going to
0: transfer. Are you sure? Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here.